Blog Talk Radio. Hello there and welcome to the Michael Calderon Show. We're so glad that you could join us. Uh, can you believe it? It is already September 17th, 2019. Time has truly, truly flown by. So um, we, have, uh, we have a special guest that's going to be joining us momentarily, uh, Tiffany Bush. And Tiffany Bush is a state trooper with the Kansas Highway Patrol, uh, which she's been a part of that for the past 12 years. And she's been a recruiter with them since April of 2018. Uh, she's also previously served as a field training officer. She is a graduate of Kansas State University. Uh, so we're going to talk about her career as well as current employment opportunities with the Kansas Highway Patrol. And um, just uh, some news this afternoon about the death of Cokie Roberts. Cokie Roberts, a very well-known um, reporter, media professional, radio personality on uh, NPR, National Public Radio. Uh, she was age 75, and uh, I know I always enjoyed listening to her reports on NPR, uh, a very well-accomplished uh, journalist and media professional. So uh, our thoughts and prayers go out to um, Cokie Roberts' family and, um, you know, wishing them, uh, wishing them the peace and comfort they need to get through this difficult time. Um, so we're going to bring on uh, Tiffany Bush. Tiffany, how are you this evening? I'm well. How are you? All right. Thank you so much for joining us and agreeing to uh, to come on. Um, no problem. Yeah. How's how's the weather over there in Kansas? Uh, Ninety degrees. No sign of fall anywhere clear. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So it, it's it's just as hot as it is here in South Florida. Yeah. Um, although I don't know how the um, how the humidity is in um in Kansas, but I can tell you the humidity here in South Florida is uh is tough. It's a really it's yeah. a very thick humidity that just kind of smacks you in the face. Nope, we have that quite frequently here. Um it's surprisingly not as humid right now. Um nice cool breeze comes through every now and then but um it's still very hot. Wow. Okay. I wasn't sure. I'm going to have to take a trip out there sometime. But, um, you know, someone had recently posted something on social media, and they said, if you want to know what living in South Florida is like, take a hot shower, don't dry off, and put on your clothes and walk outside. <laughs> and that is yes. <laughs> that is South Florida for you. Yes, that's a very accurate description of what it would be like here also. Okay, all right. I had no clue. I had no clue. Yes. Yeah. So, uh, so Tiffany, you have been with the Kansas Highway Patrol for the past 12 years. Um, yes. Did, did you always know that you wanted to go into law enforcement? Yes, I did. Um, most people... Um, find it odd, but my favorite movie as a child was um, Silence of the Lambs. 
I wanted to be Agent Starling. Ah, okay. Yes. Okay. So, so that I was... wanted to I wanted to be in the FBI. Okay. All right. Yeah. You you could still do that. Actually, still... no, I can't. I'm too I'm too old now. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. Well, I, I baby in the background. <laughs> no problem. No problem. But it sounds like you're you're pretty happy with the Kansas Highway Patrol. Yes, I I decided not. I thought that I would use the the patrol as a stepping stone um, to get me in better chances with the FBI, but then I became happy with where I was and what I was doing and didn't want to leave. Okay. Well, that's that's a good thing when you don't want to leave. That's a real good thing. (laughs) What what did you major in at, at Kansas State University? I got a bachelor's degree in sociology with an emphasis in criminology. Oh, okay. So kind of kind of right in line with, with the type of work that you would eventually enter into. Yes. Yes. Okay. All right. So I take it that, that you were born and raised in Kansas. Um, no, sir. Um oh. I am a I'm a Navy brat. I was born in California in San Diego. And then lived in Orlando, Florida for a while. And then have lived most of my life here in Kansas. Oh, wow. Okay. So you got a, you got a yeah. little Florida connection there. Yeah, just a little bit. I, I lived in uh, Winter Springs. Okay. All right. Fantastic. And um, mm-hmm. when you started with the Kansas Highway Patrol, I don't know why I, I I keep wanting to say Kansas State Highway Patrol, but I, I um, the appropriate name is Kansas Highway Patrol. Correct. Um, okay. So a lot of people don't realize that there's a difference between Highway Patrol and State Police. Um, so a good way to tell the difference is um, if they have a federal agency like we have KBI, Kansas Bureau of Investigation um, we would mostly focus on traffic violations and working traffic like that where okay. other agencies would be working homicides and stuff like that we would not the okay. only type of homicide we would ever work is if it was you know, a fatality crash on the highway kind of thing. Right. Right, a traffic homicide. Okay. And yeah. that's kind of like a similar setup here in Florida. We have yeah. the Florida Highway Patrol, and then yeah. we also have the Florida Department of Law Enforcement. So the Florida okay. Department of Law Enforcement is is essentially our state, you know, investigation Agency. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, and you know there are rural parts of of Florida where the Florida Highway Patrol is the only law enforcement agency. Yes. Yeah. Same with us. So you know it really depends on the municipality and the geographical location. I'm originally from New York. Not that you could mm-hmm. tell, right? I don't have a New York accent. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And uh, and in New York, we had the New York State Police, which uh-huh. 
were troopers, but also had an investigative arm to it. So they don't. Mm-hmm. There isn't a separate state police. It is the New York State yeah. Police, yeah. all under one agency, which that kind of makes sense too. You know, I guess there's there's uh, arguments to have both. Yeah. Um, so it it could go either way. Yeah. And when you entered the Kansas um, the Kansas Highway Patrol. Do you recall how many women were a part of that department? There was, I want to say, like seven when I came on. Wow. Yeah. Wow. And I think we're at 19 now. <laughs> That's still a small number. Yes. There's just around 500 uniformed officers on the highway patrol. Wow. So out of 500, there's about 19 females. Yes. (laughs) Okay. So we've got to get some females in there. Yes. (laughs) Yes. And, you know, Um, I did did some research. I know I had had sent sent you a message earlier regarding uh, recruitment, nationwide recruitment. And um, the... uh, Reason.com had put out an article um, entitled, U.S. Cops Are Facing a Recruitment Crisis. Will it force them to change their ways? And they're reporting that uh, nationally, and this was just, this article just came out in June of this year, um, that nationally 66% of police departments were reporting seeing declining numbers of applications. Yes. And and uh, it also indicates that the number of full-time sworn officers per 1,000 residents decreased from 2.42 in 97 to 2.17 in 2016, uh, according to the Bureau of Justice Statistics. Um, and the raw number of police officers in the U.S. also declined from 724,690 in 2013 to 701-169 in 2016. So it's interesting how, you know, we've seen we've seen some changes. And that that first mm-hmm. statistic, I believe, was referencing Montgomery County, um, and the uh, and then the second one was was a national. But you know, they also okay. reported that police departments, you know, in Virginia, New York City, Nashville, Minnesota, they all saw they all saw declines in applications. And there was also the Washington Times did an article also in June 2019 uh talking about the nationwide bidding war for police recruits. And okay. uh and I know we've seen that we've seen that um here in in Florida, Florida agencies you know where everyone is kind of battling for the same group of applicants and the same yeah. group of of uh recruits and actually this article is also referencing the justice department's bureau of justice statistics 
that is reporting the average number of full-time police officers in America having dropped 11%. So it's, they have the same number from 2.42 to 2.17 per thousand residents. Um, yeah. And what they're saying is that um, the problem is getting worse. And there's a think tank in Washington that found that uh, the police executive research forum that found that 66% of 400 police departments that they surveyed said their number of applicants has decreased. And yeah. 29% of those who voluntarily left the force did so within a year of joining and another 40% left within five years. So now we're, we're not only talking about recruitment issues, but we're also talking about retention issues yeah. in law enforcement. What is what's Kansas what what is the Kansas Highway Patrol doing in their recruitment efforts? And you and you are a recruiter. Yes. And how how so, many recruiters are there? Um so I am the only by title official recruiter for the Kansas Highway Patrol. Um but we have we call them PIOs, public information officers or PROs, public resource officers. Um, okay. There's seven of them, one posted in each troop throughout the state, and they help with recruiting events as well. Um, okay. But because because you have to be 21 to be a gun toter, I don't usually go to a high school event. I will go if I'm asked, but I don't seek those out. Um, okay. Where the PROs, they spend more time in the high schools and stuff like that. Okay. So there's there's the idea of piquing their interest when they're young. Right. Okay. Okay. But I'm I'm looking for the the ones that I can take right now, you know? Right. So So college so graduates. Usually, um well, I usually because we have a very lengthy hiring process. When I go to college career fairs, I usually start talking with juniors because by the time they finish their senior year, they'll graduate in May, and then in June our academy will start. Huh. So those are those are who I I'm looking at. So your hiring process takes from junior year to graduation, <laughs> our, pretty much. Our hiring process from Announcing that we're accepting applications till they report to the academy is about 18 months long. Wow. Yes, we have you, a very, very long um, hiring process. Why is that? Um, is it timing? Is it resource? I've, I probably resources. Um, you know, I have made my recommendations, suggestions, but, you know, um, all I can do is that. Um, right. But <laughs> so the rest, the timeline is made up by the higher-ups, so I have to go by what they decide. Right. Wow. That is a long time, 18 months. Yes. Do you find, do you find that you lose a lot of applicants during that time? Absolutely. Hmm. Yep. <laughs> and is there any 
is there any special setup for out-of-state applicants? Um, so for out-of-state applicants, there are three times that they're required to be present. And that during those three times, two of them we combine steps so they aren't making trips back to Kansas for the entire hiring process. Hmm. Okay. Wow. Because I know that many Florida agencies here, what they'll do is, you know, we get an out-of-state applicant, and what they'll do is, you know, um, particularly uh, – we'll get a lot of out-of-state applicants who are already certified law enforcement officers. And what they'll yeah. do is they'll do, they'll do condensed testing mm-hmm. in like yep. a one week period. They'll go through um, their medical, their psychological, their polygraph yep. and, and meet with the background a, a investigator. Pro- they usually have a lateral program also. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, absolutely. And, and we do not. <laughs> oh, okay. No, everybody okay. goes to the academy. Everybody goes to the hiring process. Everybody goes to the academy. It starts from the same point um, and goes through it all the same. So even certified law enforcement officers from out of state have to go through the entire academy? Yes. Wow. Wow, that's a lot. Mm-hmm. You know, here <laughs> and, we have com- our, comparative compliance. Uh huh. So. And our academy is 24 weeks long. Okay. Okay. Wow. So, so no condensed we, testing. No. Okay. No. So we we typically lose a lot of prior LEOs because they don't want to attend another academy. Right. Mhm. Wow. A- any idea if 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 Kansas is going to change that? I don't know. We have um a new command staff here in the last few months and I hope for change, but um I'm just one person and Right. Um, <laughs> but you are you are the recruiter. So, You're the you are the the top recruiter. I am the recruiter, right? but okay. <laughs> but I know, I know you're not you're not you're, you're not ranked. But you know, I get it. Yeah, I, I know how it works. Um, <laughs> our our motto now is one team, one mission. Right. So. Okay. Well, good. I, I hope that they're able to to do some some reorganizing in that whole process. You know, Me is too. is there any? Yeah, is is there any? Um, is there any push for you know for getting more females in the department? Um, we really try to push that. We um. We do advertising on Facebook, and then also we have our social media accounts on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook. 
and me as the recruiter, a female, and um, Trooper Bashirs, um, she's also um, a PRO, and she does a lot of um, pushing of trying to get female recruits. Um, I think it's still so much a man's job, and a lot of women fear the impossible of having a family. Right. So, um, most of us, most of us that are on the patrol right now, we all started as young single women. So right. um, there aren't too many that come into already trying to figure out how to um, continue raising their their children and having a family. Um, right. But but since we've been on the patrol, we almost all of us have children, have families, and and have made it work. You know, right. Um, so it is possible. It's very, very doable. Um, sure. And we have we have excellent maternity leave, and um, you know we have light duty. So just because you're pregnant doesn't mean you're automatically on FMLA or anything like that. You can still keep building your sick and vacation leave, and still keep getting paid. Okay. Well, that's good. Yeah. That's good for sure. And and is your spouse a law enforcement officer also? Um no, mine is not. Okay. Okay. Cuz that that can be tricky too in in homes and I see it all the time here with law enforcement families because you know, we get hurricanes and um yeah. You know, during hurricane season you know when All when there's an imminent <laughs> yeah when there's an imminent threat and you have you know two two spouses who are both law enforcement and they're both required to be working you know i know of many couples that have to take their children to stay with family while they go to mm-hmm. work yeah and and that can be that can be very complicated yeah um, Trooper Candace, her her husband um, is in law enforcement. I don't think we have any. Yes, we have uh, one um, couple. I do. I think there's just one. One couple that is um, husband wife troopers. But other than that, we don't. Well, there's only 19 of us, but we don't have very many right. that are both troopers. So you know, not assigned the same schedules and duties and stuff like that. So, right. Um, yeah. Cause it gets but, very but complicated. It's, but it's doable. And, you know, some people kind of like it, you know, some right. couples will work midnight while the other works a day shift and they, you know, it helps with childcare or, you know, things sure. like that you can trade off. But there's sure. a lot of other jobs that w- would have that same type of, um, uh, shift work, you know, not just law right. enforcement. So, so it's not that it's just us trying to figure out that type of family life. Right. Right. Cause again, that, that can be, that can be pretty complicated, you know, yeah. for a variety of, of reasons. Do, do you guys, uh, in Kansas, you get what, uh, tornadoes? Yes. We get tornadoes, we get flooding, Okay. 
is there a particular yeah is there a particular season where where tornado tornadoes are more prevalent it's usually between april may june around there okay okay and in the area where you're at do you is that like a common occurrence not usually up here. I think I've only seen a couple up here. Um, okay. They're usually more out west, um, but they have been up here. We had a pretty good one um, just north of Lawrence, um, which is uh, the town that it occurred in. is just northwest of us by maybe an hour or so. Hmm, okay. So if I'm if I'm someone who is going to be graduating from college or maybe do, do you, I assume you also recruit from the military? Yes, we do. Um except um my big hang up with recruiting from the military is we have a very strict no visible tattoo policy. Um, oh, and typically, okay. a lot of veterans um, are heavily tattooed. Um, right. So we lose a lot of military applicants as well. Ah, okay. So, so if, if it can't be if it can't be concealed. Um, well, it's not that it's concealed because some agencies allow you to wear long sleeves year round. We don't allow that. If we're in short sleeve weather, then everyone's in short sleeve weather. And if you have a visible tattoo in a short sleeve uniform, um, that's not allowed. Oh, okay. Cause you know, I, I know that a lot of police departments, you know, their thing is as long as, it, as long as it's not visible and it can be mm-hmm. concealed with the uniform, then it's fine. And, and they don't necessarily mandate, you know, whether you have to wear a short sleeve or a long sleeve during a particular time. No, we have set seasons. So, okay. So in your agency, you have set seasons. So mm-hmm. people need to know that as well. If you have yes, tattoos. It's, yeah, it's it's posted on our main page of our um, website. It's an automatic disqualifier. Is there like a certain number they do allow or no? Number of tattoos? Right, right. It's no visible whatsoever. Oh, no visible whatsoever. Yeah. Okay. Okay. No. Okay. Wow, okay. So if you have one on your back, you're good. If you have one on your lower arm or anywhere on the arm. Basically elbow down. Elbow down, right? Okay, interesting. So, so if I'm if I'm coming to you from the military or or from college, what is what what's the recruitment speech sound like? Um, well, I ask them essentially what they're interested in, um, explain what it is that we do, um, talk about our career opportunities within the patrol. Um, a lot of people don't realize that there's other things 
that we have to offer on the patrol besides just road duties. Um, you know, we have pilots, we have governor security, um, we have um, motor carrier inspectors, um, we have canine handlers. Um, I'm trying to think off the top of my head. Um, helicopters. You have helicopters. Yeah, our our pilots, our our aircraft team. Um, okay. So I try to explain to them, you know, the, the perks, the benefits. You know, we have take-home cars. We get brand-new cars every pretty much year and a half. Um, we only wow. have our cars to 49,500 miles. We have an amazing, That's amazing. program. Yeah. Yeah. That uh, is amazing. So, yes. Um, we have our uniforms are provided to us. They're tailored. They're not... Um, off-the-shelf, you know, baggy uniforms. Um, everything is provided. Basically, the only thing you have to buy are your boots. So you don't ever have to show up with anything out of pocket. Um, right. Um, we have a custom uniform tailored, allowance. Custom-tailored yes. uniforms. Okay. Yes. Nice. Um, um, you know, we're, no, we're one of the few that don't wear a tactical style uniform we are still in the in the dressed dress blues okay you know with the sam brown strap across our chest right campaign hat you know so we are right. we are very um old-fashioned still in that sense okay okay yeah new york state troopers dress that way as well mm-hmm and um, yeah, we, uh, go ahead. I was going to say we meet a lot of troopers. There's a a conference that we go to every year, um, USCOW um, Uniform Safety Enforcement Officers Workshop. So we meet with troopers all across the the U.S. Um, and sometimes Canada comes. Um, so we see how everyone dresses and. Um, how they put on safety programs and stuff like that. So familiar with how a lot of other um, highway patrols and state police function. Okay. So uh, the Kansas Highway Patrol provides security for the governor as well? Yes. Oh, okay. So not just like the motorcade, but they're, they provide actual like executive protection? Yes. Oh, okay. That's interesting that it's not the Kansas Bureau of Investigation. Yeah, she uh, she interviews them and says yay or nay, and they'll they'll stay with that that uh, job description until you know a change in in command staff says you're not the the fit that I want for this position or. Or whatever. <laughs> wow. So, so the the governor herself, and I guess the governor right now there is is it Laura Kelly? Yes, sir. Okay. So she's the 48th governor of Kansas, and uh, so she interviews the troopers that are going to be assigned to her detail. Yes. Okay. All right. 
And and are they uniformed or are they in plain clothes? They're in plain clothes. Okay. So that must be a nice detail. Yes, yes. I know a couple just got back from Paris. Nice. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Very nice. But it it's also yeah. it also takes a lot, particularly if you have a family. Yes. Because you're constantly it, on the go. You know, it's like your life is not yours. It can be. Yeah, it can be very, very trying. But, you know, a, a like, lot of them make it work. So. Yeah, yeah. And, and I imagine it's it's a prestigious assignment. Very much so. Right. Just like being the recruiter. <laughs> <laughs> I don't I don't think as much but <laughs> right. And do you do you see yourself staying in recruitment or are there other assignments that that you would want to do eventually? Um I see myself staying in recruitment. Um one I've already I've done the PRO spot before doing safety programs and stuff. I still help out with that a lot. Um, okay. I'm not assigned to I'm not assigned to working the road, but I still do every now and then because that's essentially what I loved about the patrol. I love the freedom of driving around wherever I want to and and working traffic and stuff like that. So I still do um, have the the time to to go out and and do essentially what I, what I really like. Um, okay. Recruiting also is important because we need those new people to um, replenish, you know? Right. Um, right. It's not so, I don't personally think that we have a retention issue. Um, it's more just a, a natural cycle. People retire. Right. Um, you know, we Correct. go through, we used to have two classes a year, so you could potentially be looking at at least 20 officers, 20 troopers every every year that are eligible for retirement. Oh, okay. So, so yeah, that's it's true. It's important to 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 have um, fresh fresh bodies. You know, people who um, are excited and passionate about the job and, you know, give a, a chance for other people to um, explore other avenues within their career with the patrol, you know, get out of working the road and go to um, become a pilot or some type of administrative role or something like that. Right. Okay. That makes sense. Definitely. And and there there is certainly certainly a life cycle for people. Yes, yes. You know. They're, some they're, some you know, people they, will will stay on the road their whole career, you know. Um, it's really the freedom. That's that's one of the biggest things that I push about the patrol. I love my freedom. It's it's really um been I don't know, I I don't want to be micromanaged. I don't want right. to to be told where to drive and um you know, I'm given a gun and a badge and, you know, all thousands of dollars worth of equipment and tools. Um, 
they expect me to do a job and I can responsibly go and do that without being told where to drive. Correct. Um, so I work in the, in the Kansas city Metro and, you know, answer up for calls or make public contacts on my own. I don't, um, I just, I think it's, I think it's fun. Um, I like to drive. I like my car. My car is my office. So, you know, setting it up however I like. Right. Um, but so, so being, being up here and having the freedom to, to just work the road is, is the best part of the patrol to me. You know, road duties are the, the bread and butter of the highway patrol, you know? Right. So. Right. Okay. And, and, uh, and you're not particularly assigned to any troop. Um, so Troop Q, which would be headquarters, is where I'm assigned. But okay. Troop A, which is the Kansas City Metro, is my host troop because that's where I live. Okay. But that's not where you're assigned. No. My my boss, my my supervisor, they're out of headquarters in Topeka. Okay. It's a okay. it's a forty five minute drive for me. Oh wow! Okay. Okay. But it's no big deal because that's what I do all day. I drive. That's right. <laughs> that's right. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> and then you get to you get to come home and and go on a radio show broadcasting out of Florida. Yes. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Always something new. Yeah. That's right. That's right. I'm. Yeah, I'm 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 always working, you know, either be it on social media or people see my car here, you know, because we have take home cars. They see my patrol car parked out in front and you know, little sure. kids on their bikes, are you a police officer? You know. Right, <laughs> so right. I'm, I'm always on duty, you know. That's right. That's right. Absolutely. That's what you signed but, up for. Yep. And and I love it. <laughs> That's right. Good, good. Uh, anything else you could share with us about the job that uh, maybe people don't get to hear about? Um, you know, when when I told you originally I wanted to be in the FBI. Um, yeah. So when I graduated college, I wasn't old enough and didn't have enough experience. Um, so I looked at the next best thing, which was the Kansas Highway Patrol. And in deciding that, I knew that I didn't want to work for a police department taking those petty calls, the barking dog complaints, the he put his trash out too early, those types of calls. Um, right. And I knew I didn't want to be confined to a to city limits, you know, being stuck. This is, this is where you have to stop. Um, right. Then same with the sheriff's department. I I didn't want to be most of sheriff's department calls are usually um domestic violence calls. Those are a big um uh danger to, to law enforcement. A lot of law enforcement gets gets killed at domestic violence calls. Yes, they um, do. Um and I didn't want to be out in the country breaking up high school parties, you know. Just that didn't seem like me. Um, and then also having the the restrictions of the county lines. So 
I looked at the Kansas Highway Patrol, and, you know, they're the elite agency. There other agencies ask us for help. Other agencies come to our training academy for continuing education to renew their annual certification. Um, so that was that was why I chose the Kansas Highway Patrol. Okay. And that's why you're going to stay there. Absolutely. Right? For the same, the same reasons that brought you in are the same reasons that are going to keep you. Yeah. And yep. um, and and we got to work on getting some more female troopers in. Yes, absolutely. Um, they need to know that it's uh, absolutely possible for them. Right. Right. And 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 oh. there's a balance. There's a balance that you can. You can make work. Yeah, and there's a balance between life and work in, in every job or career. That's correct. So it's, it's, you know, this job you have to be self-motivated, you have to be organized, and, you know, if you're not, then it probably won't work out. <laughs> right, right. Right, absolutely. So, absolutely. Anything else that you can that you want to share with us? We're accepting applications till December ninth. <laughs> okay. Um, All right. Till December ninth. Yep, we have an academy class that will start June of twenty twenty. Okay. So, so the process will start now, and then the class will start in June. Mhm. We're doing the written exams right now, August through okay. December. Is there a maximum so. age? No, sir, there is not. Okay. No. Nope. So it's like Florida. We had a Yeah, we had a gentleman in the current class that was 63. Um he did uh, drop out. Um but the oldest we've had complete the academy uh was 53. Wow, okay. Okay. Yeah, I mean, some departments have mandatory retirement ages. Like yeah. the New York City nope, Police Department, mandatory retirement age is 63. Here well, in Florida, there's no mandatory retirement age. Yeah, as long as you're capable of doing the job, then have at it. Right, <laughs> right. Yeah, we had a we had a deputy, Deputy Paul Ryan, when I was with the Broward County Sheriff's Office. And he unfortunately was killed in the line of duty, but he was seventy-six years age of age when he was killed. How long? How long had he been serving? Um, I don't remember. It was a second career for him. Oh, um, yeah. He, he he had retired from the post office, so it was mm-hmm. a second career from him. For him, I think he had been serving for about. 15 to 20 years. Yeah. You know, he was in excellent physical shape. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, it, it was a shame. He was, he was, uh, murdered, uh, by a prisoner that he was transporting who, who faked mm. a heart attack. Ugh. But, uh, yeah, it was very sad. Very sad. Very, yeah. very well liked deputy, deputy Paul Ryan actually named, uh, one of our uh, jails after him. That was like 2000. I want to say it was like 2008 
that he yeah. that he was killed. Yeah, it's terrible, terrible. And and that's something you know that uh, that comes in this industry, line of duty deaths. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Has has the Kansas Highway Patrol had any like recent or um, anything? No. Well, so there was a a trooper who had a medical death. Um, I'm not sure it's been approved as a line of duty death, but the last oh, okay. official, yeah, the last official line of duty death, I want to say, was in uh, 1994, Trooper Dean Goodhart. He was a big reason for the move over law. Oh, okay. Okay, yeah, so he was he struck, was, uh, he was struck mm-hmm. on the side of the road? Yes. Oh, terrible, terrible. Yeah. Yeah, we, we've had... So, We've definitely had our fair share of law enforcement here that have been struck on the side of the road. Yeah, yeah. You know, that's, even that's even with the move over law, people people don't yeah. pay attention. Yeah, that's um, especially here in the Kansas City Metro. Um, that's been mostly my biggest fear. We're always taught to watch for traffic and hands. Um, so I have no issues with you know trusting my gut if i feel um unsure about something that i'm getting ready to put myself into i have no issues with waiting and holding on until someone else comes there with me because you know we are one person cars um right so um i have i have no issue to sit there and wait it doesn't bother me any um i'm not gonna try and prove something and get myself shot um, right. But I've only, in my 12 years, I've only had one close call. Um, I had a mirror graze across my chest. And it did scare me for a while. It took me about a week to to stop cars again. But, right. But wow. that's, you know, in 12 years up here, that's the the only time that I've had any close calls. Right, right. Thank God. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, traffic and, and hands, those are our biggest threats. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, we, we, you know, we've always trained folks that, you know, domestics and traffic stops are the two most dangerous situations you can be in. Because, you know, mm-hmm. you're doing a traffic stop and you don't know who the occupants are. You don't know if they just committed a homicide or something else and mm-hmm. they're trying to flee. And, you mm-hmm. know, you may be the only thing that's standing in between them and the death penalty. Yeah. Uh, one of my big pet peeves about that is a lot of media says a routine traffic stop. And there's no such thing as a routine traffic stop. Cause I could even stop the same person and it's not going to be routine. It's not going to be the same. My attitude's different. Their attitude's different. Traffic, weather's different. So nothing sure. is routine about any of it. That's right. So everything you is are... just playing off of what happens, you know? Yep. You you um, are absolutely 100% on that. There is no routine. I agree. Yep. <laughs> For so, sure. Uh, it's, but 
it is it is what it is, and that's why we, you know, act on training and experience. You know, you know right. this has happened before, which makes me think to do this. You know, um, right. But so right. And uh, what's a website people could go to if they're interested in learning more about the Kansas Highway Patrol or applying to to take the exam? Um, it's kansashighwaypatrol.org. Okay. Mm-hmm. Pretty okay. simple. That's easy. That's easy enough to remember. <laughs> yep. and, I, and I and I know you guys have a presence on social media, so. They can yes. connect with you guys on Instagram, on Facebook, on Twitter, and mm-hmm. and get additional additional information. Yes, we have a handful of Twitter accounts and different um, agents or not agencies, but fields like our dispatch, fleet, pilots, um, all of our PROs, our main ones, mine. Our training academy. So we have right. a handful of on Twitter um, and a few on on Facebook. But um, I'm at KHP Recruiting on Twitter. Um, most people that followed me before knew me as Trooper Tiff um, as the PRO. Okay. But yeah, so some people still call me that. But um, <laughs> but <laughs> but I'm I'm at KHP Recruiting on Twitter. Okay. At KHP Recruiting, if they want to follow you on Twitter, and they can also follow the main Kansas Highway Patrol um, on Twitter at KS Highway Patrol. Correct. And, uh, and that's the official, official Twitter of the Kansas yeah. Highway Patrol. And, uh, and they can also check out the website at kansashighwaypatrol.org. Well, yes. I want to thank you. I want to thank you, Tiffany, so much for coming on the show. Uh, I appreciate well, thank it. Thank you for inviting uh, me. <laughs> yeah, particularly, you know, your your home and and uh, I know you want to spend time with your family, and um, and I really appreciate the time you have spent with us this evening. You know, time is a commodity that we give to other people, and we will never get it back. Time yeah. doesn't, you know, once you once you give time, it's gone. So I really, really appreciate that. No problem. Gladly spent with you, sir. Thank you. And if uh, you ever need anything on this end, please, uh, please don't hesitate. You know, let us know. Um, Most certainly. There, yeah, there's actually uh, a female... Uh, Florida Highway Patrol uh, recruiter, um, I, I, mm-hmm. and I, I think I think there's a few, but um, she uh, she was unable to uh, to participate in the show this evening because she had a, a field force training uh, going on until until 8 p.m. our time, but yeah. uh, but I know that she would love to get a patch from the Kansas Highway Patrol. Uh, for her, for her collection. <laughs> I'm sure so. everyone is is big into to trading patches and yeah. Um, like I mentioned before about our USEO, USEOW program, um, we'll actually yeah. be in Orlando, um, 
June of uh, 2020 for for that conference. Um, Florida oh, Highway Patrol is is sponsoring the conference this year. Wonderful. Okay. Okay, and you'll be there. Yes, yes sir. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm, I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to connect you guys, or you gals Certainly. rather. <laughs> <laughs> no worries. Have to connect it's just, you uh, gals. <laughs> and uh, thank you once again. Uh, many blessings to you and your family. And uh, please be safe. And uh, we'll talk soon. Definitely. Thank you very much for having me tonight. All right. Thank you. Thank you so much. So there you have it, folks. Uh, that was uh, Trooper Tiffany Bush. Uh, who is with the Kansas Highway Patrol, and she's been with them for the past 12 years, and she's been a recruiter since April of 2018, has previously served as a field training officer. Um, and, uh, and you know, she's she's wonderful. She, uh, she knows her job. She's committed uh, not only to, to serving in the community, but also also to serving her agency. You know, um, it's something that, uh, you know, as a recruiter, you are an ambassador for an agency. And uh, and it's a tough job. You know, people think, oh, it's an easy job. No, it's a, it's a tough one. There's a lot of uh, there's a lot of events that they have to attend that usually occur evenings and weekends. And, you know, they get pulled away from their families. So, um, you know, we really appreciate her coming on. Uh, definitely keep keep an eye on, you know, the issue of the law enforcement recruitment crisis that's that's going on. You know, we uh, we hear it, we've seen it. Uh, several, you know, major news outlets have reported on it. Um, it's something that, you know, is is a nationwide problem. I know here in Florida there are hundreds of police vacancies statewide, depending on the agency. So, you know, keep an eye on it and look at some of the reasons why, you know, there's an issue with the decrease in law enforcement officers. You know, part of it has to do with the fact that they don't feel supported, you know, from the community. There's there's been a lot of a lot of attacks towards law enforcement officers, you know, uh, granted there are, there have been instances in, in, you know, in various uh, places where um, officers have acted incorrectly or they've overstepped their authority. And, and there's, there's no doubt that that happens just like it happens in any other career, you know, Um, but don't judge, the rest of the law enforcement officers on the one that oversteps their authority or on, on the one that is arrested for criminal activity. You know, um, we see it, it happens, but you know, there's also, there's also a trend nationwide of, of law enforcement officers and first responders that have battled with depression and have attempted suicide or have committed suicide. New York City Police Department alone, there have been several suicides since the beginning of the year, including high-ranking members of the department. 
So, you know, I know that that is also something that law enforcement agencies are looking at, you know, addressing is, is the issue of law enforcement officer suicides, attempted suicides, as well as, you know, untreated depression, PTSD, and, and other issues. Um, we thank you so much for tuning in to the Michael Calderon Show. If you want to listen to a previous show, uh, go to our main show page at www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash Michael Calderon Show. You can listen to some of the previous shows that have been uploaded on there. And uh, if you have an idea uh, for a future show, please send us a message through the show page or you can reach out to us on social media. Um, you know, many of the guests that we've had on the show have been suggestions by listeners. And, uh, and I do want to give a shout out to, to some of the listeners, um, especially uh, Danielle Morgan and John Merrigan over in the UK, or as we say, across the pond. Um, they've been on the show previously. We've played Danielle Morgan's music. Um, they have come out with some more music, and actually they they just wrote the music and, and recorded the music for a movie that came out uh, also in the UK. So definitely connect with them. Uh, DanielleMorganMusic.com, and you can you can connect with them also on social media. Real Danny Morgan, uh, look her up, download her music. She is phenomenal. And ironically, ironically, Danielle Morgan, um, she was a female police officer with the London Metropolitan Police, and served about seven years with that department. So ironically, you know, we're talking about female uh, police officers, female law enforcement. So uh, Danielle Morgan, who uh, is is a very talented singer, um, started in law enforcement. So um, and her husband, John Merrigan, he's a great choreographer, composer and director. Together, they just they make beautiful music. Actually, beautiful music and beautiful children, because I've seen their children, and they have beautiful children. So uh, I know that uh, Danielle was going to try to tune in. They are seven hours ahead of us, um, and they're usually up late at night uh, rehearsing anyway. So so once again, I want to thank you all for tuning in. Um, You've been tuned to the Michael Calderon Show. God bless you. God bless America. And uh, we will be talking really soon. Stay tuned. Uh, watch the show page for information with our coming up with our with our next show. And uh, we're working on having uh, Gabby Guzman as uh, as one of our one of our guests that will be coming on. And um, you're definitely going to want to tune in uh, when she comes on um, because she's got some great great information to share. So uh so we're definitely looking forward to that and you can you can certainly uh connect with her on social media at the Gabby Guzman T H E G A B Y G U Z M A N and um you definitely, you know, she uh she does a lot. She does a lot and you don't want to miss that show. It's probably going to happen this week. So thank you once again. 
Have a great night.